The one who prophesies edifies the church. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope that you're entering Monday feeling rested and rejuvenated, uh, ready for a new week and for all that God has in store for you this week. Today, we're moving on in our study in 1 Corinthians. Uh, We're beginning chapter 14 today, going to be looking at verses 1 through 5. And uh, Paul shifts his focus now to the topic of worship. And so I'm looking forward to uh, studying this passage and seeing what Paul has to say on this topic. But before we get into uh, chapter 14, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, Lord God, humbled in your presence, that a God of love so great and merciful, kind and giving uh, would care for us absolutely blows us away. (laughs) We are amazed by your goodness and your love, your faithfulness to us, oh God. Um, You stay you stay in the fight because you love us and uh, you have declared um, that we are worthy of your love and affection and uh, you make us clean and you make us whole and I'm so grateful for that. Father, speak through your word today as always. Uh, We're hungry to hear uh, heaven's perspective on this topic of worship and we uh, pray that you would open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to what you want to say. And We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5. Paul writes, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather you have prophecy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, Paul lifts up two gifts of the Spirit here and gives them equal consideration through these five verses. He he uh, utilizes the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy. As it relates to the gift of tongues, uh, he indicates that it is a private gift meant mostly uh, for the edification of the person with the gift. He says in verse 2 that people uh, who speak in tongues don't speak to people but to God. And later um, he says... Uh, that a person speaking in a tongue edifies themselves. And so uh, the gift of tongues is a personal spiritual gift focused on the personal edification of of that believer and their relationship with the Lord. It has a corporate element only when it's done publicly with interpretation. And so the public expression of tongues must be accompanied by the gift of interpretation in another. Otherwise, it is a personal and private gift of the Spirit meant for the edification of the person with the gift. Now, prophecy, as Paul lays it out here, has corporate benefit, and it is meant to edify the church. 
I love what he says about prophecy in verse 3, and he gives it a really solid biblical definition uh, because we get confused by what's meant by the word prophecy at times. He says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. And so there are three trajectories Paul gives us for how prophecy is used in the life of the church. It's meant to strengthen people in their walk with the Lord, uh, to strengthen their understanding of God, to encourage them in places where they're weak or uh, experiencing pain or challenge, and to bring comfort to people in their sorrow. Now, that's a beautiful expression of a gift that often gets confused and I think misused by the church. If we take this biblical approach, we see that prophecy really does have a corporate trajectory um, and is meant for the edifying of the church. Paul says in verse 5 that in his mind it would be good for everyone to have the gift of tongues, but better for them to have the gift of prophecy, in that the gift of prophecy has wider application to the whole body of Christ, so that the church may be edified. Uh, And so, um, tongues is a private personal gift, unless when it's publicly done it has interpretation, because then it does apply to the edification of the church. But prophecy is a specifically corporate gift that does um, have corporate benefit. In verse 3, uh, Paul again says its, its purpose is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Well, uh, depending on the church you're in, you may or may not see the expression of these gifts. Depending on the church that you're in, you may or may not believe that these gifts still exist within the life of the church. Some denominations believe these gifts were for the first century church and are no longer. It is my personal conviction that if the Bible teaches it, it is still present and available uh, by way of the Spirit who dwells within us. How we use it, how we dispense it, um, how we exercise the gifts of the Spirit matter supremely in that uh, Paul is giving us a very orderly and understandable way Uh, for the gifts to be expressed here in chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. Um, God is a God of order, and when gifts are expressed, it should not um, stir up within us dis-ease. It should not stir up within us um, a sense of um, chaos. It should not make us lack peace, but should increase our peace, our connection to the Lord. And um, when gifts are expressed in a way that is not biblical, uh, it should stir within us some trouble. We should be troubled by the improper expression of the gifts of the Spirit. And so um, when they're expressed properly in a way that's biblical and right, um, they are for our benefit and for the church's benefit.